0: welcome to draft this is episode number 138 my name is zach i'm one of your hosts and joining me as per usual ben fisher what's up dude Uh, not too much it's been a great format but uh (laughs) oh man you should have told me
1: you had a bit i I was doing a bit we can't have two bits for the intro
0: (laughs) no i like two bits
1: at least we don't have eight bits that's fine Oh man, now we got a third bit in the mix. See, I was getting into a bit about how uh, everyone's already sick of the format, everyone hates it, or something like that, but. I don't know. Your bit was
0: better. I like the cool guy intro. (laughs) Gotta throw in the cool guy podcast intro. Yeah. This week we're doing our live draft though. So buckle your seats, get ready for that. Before we jump into that, of course, our usual housekeeping. If you're not already in the Discord, check that out. It's the best place to be to chat with us, chat with the aficionado community and discuss picks, especially at the beginning of a format like this. It's always a hopping place to be. Plus we upgraded the Discord a little bit last week, added a scoreboard to our Trophy Dex channel. So if you want to get in there, and flaunt all the trophies that you're inevitably going to draft. Now's the time to get in there. Yes, I I will actually. (laughs) Of course you will. You always do. I'm very excited. Now we actually just will have a record of it. The link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod. Huge thanks to all of our patrons who continue to support us each and every week. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Perks over there on the Patreon include things like our Draft Doctor series, stickers, Show notes, our pre-show recordings, and our DraftTrap Hero cards signed by us and sent right to you. Also, feel free to jump in the Discord and make your guesses as to what the DraftTrap Hero might be this format. But again, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash DraftChaffPot.
1: Our pre-show this week was pretty good. We uh, we waxed poetic for a, a good amount of time about the Thrun issue and the uh, Eternal Wanderer issue. So or whether or not those are actually issues at all. If you're interested in our hottest takes on these rares that people are rolling their eyes at, uh, here's a hint. I think I think everyone's just. Nuts. I think we're all just overreacting.
0: All right. On to our cracker drive type thing, which we're actually going to skip this week because live draft. So that brings us to our Teferi Tibble. This is our Roses and Thorns style segment where Ben and I share a high and a low from the past week. So Ben, I think for the most part, we have the same Teferi. But why don't you kick us off?
1: Well, uh, I think some of the highlights we we were both present for, right? So we can start in chronological order. We uh, played the Draft Chaff Cube over the weekend. We got a bunch of people together. Um, Actually, Ben, from the past, I understand you're there at the live draft right now. Yeah, that's right. We're actually here at the uh, first ever Draft Chaff Cube. Everyone say hi. Hi. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) suck. Back to you. Well, actually, it didn't suck at all. It was really good. (laughs) Uh, We got feedback from everyone that was there. uh, And just honestly, being there, it was pretty clear. Uh, All the hours that Zach and I have spent building the Draft Shaft Cube paid off. It was fantastic. It was as great as I possibly could have imagined it going. People had fun. There were some great games. And I think the things that I'm most proud of are the decks that came in first and second place.
0: Yeah, I was thrilled. Blue-Red Freecasting, shout out to Ratafia for being the first person ever trophy, the Draft draft Cube. Uh, Blue-Red Freecasting worked, and that's kind of my brainchild, and so uh, I'm really thrilled to see that, uh, just really doing well. It was one that I think is probably the hardest deck to actually draft in the format, at least in my practice drafts, I, I've kind of found it to be that way. But mm-hmm. then, what came in second? Oh, my uh, favorite deck in the format,
1: not that I have a favorite, they're all my favorites, but uh, w- w- one, of my, one of my specialties, Green-White Twin, gr- Green-White Infinite Combos. And yes, there were infinites witnessed that night, <laughs> several in sure. fact, uh, and many, many achievements gotten too. Um, shout out to my friend Matt for winning a, a pack of MH2 for getting the most achievements. That, that, that was pretty sick, people. Uh, there, there were butts mirror matches and all sorts of nonsense I was playing green, blue flash for some reason, <laughs> uh, but it, it was, it was a really sick time. Can't wait to do it again. Anyway, uh, another highlight from the weekend was, um, well, we did our uh, a two headed giant pre-release, which is kind of our specialty, kind of our thing. And, you know, we're going to lose one of these eventually, but it wasn't this weekend.
0: Nope. And in fact, um, it's been a long time since we've done one. So it was really nice to get to do that again, but we three owed and, We had just bonkers decks. I mean, we had, (laughs) we had Kaito and Jace and I was playing a blue black proliferate deck. And that's really all it cared about was turning through the deck. I actually ended up being able to stabilize on board more than I kind of expected it to when I was building it, but Mm -hmm. that's what I ended up in. Ben was looking to play green white and well, just ended up playing mono white. So, (laughs) you know,
1: (laughs) that works. Yeah, pretty pretty on brand for us. Honestly, I think your deck was the better of the two of ours. I think it actually performed better, uh, mostly because in one of those games I got mana screwed and my deck didn't really get to do what it was supposed to. do. But I think that your deck had a lot of wheels turning and a lot of consistency that mine didn't have. I mean, it's mono white. Like, what's it really supposed to do besides curve out with some bombs? But uh, turns out curving out with some bombs is pretty good in Sealed.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that depends on the bomb.
1: Yeah, well, I actually didn't see two of the bombs in my deck. I had the uh, White Sun Zenith, and I, I haven't seen Skrull's Hive. I, I didn't draw either of them ever, like not in a single one of the three games. I never had them in my hand. So uh, Skrull's Hive and, and White Sun Zenith, I guess we'll find out later on if those are as bomby as I think they probably are. But um, the, the, uh, the Vindicator, Phyrexian Vindicator, and the Eternal Wanderer, they did some work. Sure did. Good time. So, I mean, that kind of covers both of our Teferis. What was your tibble? Uh, it's a tough time to be a teacher. You know, a lot of my teaching friends have been kind of getting together and talking about different ways that they could potentially pivot careers. And a lot of people that I know and like friends that I made in the profession are talking about leaving the profession because it's, uh, it's kind of rough out here. I'm starting to think there might not be a, a really mentally and physically healthy way to, to be a great teacher. Uh, I know there's probably ways out there, but other teachers that are listening I'm sure you know what I'm talking about it's it's rough to be really good um, and there's costs right so I don't know even even us who are all young younger teachers and we're all we know we have a lot to learn still and a lot of growing to do and like a lot of improving at our craft sometimes we're starting to wonder like is it even worth like putting in all this effort when the the, the payback is, kind of nothing. And uh, unfortunately, in the case of a lot of my friends, really entitled and obnoxious students, not me. Mine are great. If you're listening, uh, I'm not talking about you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, my tibble is mostly just that I'm kind of skeptical about one, to be honest with you, from what we've been seeing in the Discord today. And we're recording on release day, right? So um, still plenty of learning to do with the format and plenty to see. But the things that I'm hearing both between pre-release course not our pre-release experience but pre-release in general and the first handful of drafts that i've seen come through are making me a little nervous about how much i'm going to enjoy this format um but we'll see and the reason i'm like mostly sad about that is because a lot of the premiere like play events are limited this this season so we've got a sealed arena open we've got a sealed qualifier we've got uh like the pcq has got draft in it Mm-hmm. or not the ptq but the pt itself There yeah. are just like some really high stakes limited events this this season and if the format sucks then it's kind of all for nothing
1: but hear me out there are some really high stakes limit events this season right like we still have yeah, the arena open we have the upcoming uh magic con philly which i'm personally pretty pumped for that's that's really soon that's at a couple of weeks uh and the pt like uh, the limited is back at high level and and competitive right like I don't know if, if anyone heard about this, but I kind of wanted arena open recently and arena opens. are.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes bigger, more than I
1: just did. Oh my gosh. No, but, but my point here, my point here stands, right? It's that like there is great limited to be played right now. Um, whereas a few years ago, like during the pandemic, people were saying limited was like about to die. And the like, the form, like yeah. formats were just not going to happen anymore, especially when we saw set boosters coming in and collected boosters. People were thinking, all right, they're just going to stop making draft boosters, aren't they? But it's looking like the opposite of that. I mean, we're going to have some high level limited stuff and the arena opens must be getting great turnout because they keep running them, right?
0: Uh, and and yeah, especially I guess, keep running them at limited. Yeah, I guess what I'm nervous about just because of Watsy's track record over the last handful of years is that like one, like if the set's not good, right? If people don't enjoy drafting one, then the numbers on those events are probably going to drop just because people aren't interested in the format. Mm. And I'm nervous that Watsy would see numbers drop and be like, well, I guess people don't care about limited anymore. And, you know, do that mm. kind of thing. Cause I, I wouldn't put it past them to do something like that. Or maybe not Watsi, but Hasbro, uh, you know, above Watsi. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe that's like doomsday-ish thinking, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just kind of annoying. It's, it's, it's a little frustrating to me to see, um, all the limited events around a set that I'm nervous about being good. It might it may just turn out to be good and all my fears are not founded, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's valid. Why don't we actually just, you know, fire a draft and then <laughs> start getting some experience for ourselves.
0: Yeah, we're almost there. We do have one last segment before we get to the live draft, and that is our listener question of the week. And this week, our question comes from Kululu, asking, do your spouses slash partners play Magic, and did they ever complain about you playing too much?
1: <laughs> this is appropriate, given that uh, this I think it's our closest episode releasing to Valentine's Day this year. I'm thinking through, like, a history of partners. None of them really super, were super into it. Uh, some of them will, like, hang out while I play on Arena, or um, just, well try to learn or pick up a game or two here or there. Uh, my current partner, my girlfriend, she like, she's like explicitly said that she's interested in learning to play at some point. Um, but you know, it's hard to find time for all that. Usually when when you're like hanging out, you'd rather just I don't know, go on some kind of date or something. But uh, I, I was with her at the time that I <clears throat> won the arena open. And uh, <laughs> I told her as I was competing in it, because I actually played uh, part of it at her apartment. Uh, and I told her that as I was competing in it, I was like, look, I made day two for this big thing. This is very a tiny, slim chance. But if I cash this arena open, I'm taking you out to a fancy restaurant. And she was like, all right, I'm all in. I'm all for it. <laughs> Do your best. Let's go. Uh, and we, we ended up going to a pretty sweet Cuban place in Jersey City. So uh, it there was a go. good time. So I, honestly, her take on it is that as long as I'm good enough to keep winning money, to keep taking out <laughs> on, on cool dates, then...
0: You know. <laughs> More power to you. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's a you know, that's a team sport right there. Yeah, no complaining <laughs> about that. <laughs> Fair enough. So next time you don't cash an arena open, it's like it's over. You can't you Well, can't I'm just not gonna anymore. tell her about that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, I currently don't have a partner, but in the past, um uh, my my ex did like I guess mentioned that she wanted to play at times, but then every time I tried to teach her about it, it was like not something that she was really into. So, Mm -hmm. um, not, not a ton of interest there. Definitely got some complaints about playing too much. (laughs) 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 All right, let's get onto a live draft here. So we're going to do a
1: premiere draft figure. No, it's day one. May as well start off with classic best of one. Although to be honest, I've been thinking maybe best of three would be better, especially if there's some of these rares that people... Oh, wow. It filled up immediately. All right, let's go. First rare, we've got Norn's Wellspring, a rare we opened in our pre-release packs that we weren't super interested in. That's the one-on-the-white artifact. Whenever a creature you control dies, scry one, put an oil counter on it. You can pay one, tap, remove two oil counters to draw a card. There's also Magmatic Sprinter, the three-mana-three-two haste that we were impressed with. There's the Battle Chair, the uh, six-mana-six-six six for Myrdan. There's Ribskiff. Format of 4-4, four, four, crew 3, toxic 2, ETB, draw a card. Pretty nice, actually, but let's scan through the pack if there's anything else. There's a hazardous blast, deals 1, everything. Those effects are usually fun in aggro decks. There's chimney rabble. The uh, 4 of 3-3, three, three, ETB, make a 1-1 one, one that we we're pretty happy with. I've heard Eye of Malkator is pretty solid. Well, what are we on? I, I don't know if I like this rare.
0: No, I don't think I want the rare either. The basilisk seems okay to me, too. Um, the Mm, Spit Basilisk, uh, but I think Chimney Rabble's probably the pick. Rib Skiff looks really good, but the Crew Three is expensive, yeah. But ETB draw a card, right? It's also colorless, and as a first pick, I think that's pretty solid, right? That's true. It does give you something to do with mites that get outclassed later in the game, too. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm gonna take the Rib Skiff just see what happens. We get passed and against the all odds. Uh, that's the flicker slash weird little reanimate. There's a Serum Core Chimera here, there's also a Slaughter Singer. Ooh. Uh, okay, so three solid uncommons out of all these. I think the Slaughter Singer pairs best with the Ribs Gift, uh, yeah, because you know all in on toxic. There's a White Fair Basilica in this pack. We've got a Furnace Strider.
0: That's, a, That's the five out of four. Furnace five. Strider actually looks really good. I'm, I'm, I think people are low on Furnace Strider right now, but I think the pick's just Slaughter Singer here. It's yeah, as sad as it is to me to pass the Serum Core Chimera.
1: Yeah, there's, there's some other open stuff in this. There's like Prophetic Prism, um, I don't know, I think just this early. It might be kind of fun to just get a, a solid green-white deck and just kind of go beat down. So we get past a necrogen Communion, that's one of the Black Aura. Equip a creature you control, or enchant a creature you control. It gets toxic too, and when it dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control. That's pretty good. There's also a Hex Gold Halberd and a Bladehold War Whip for the Vermeered and stuff. This is a complete devotion. That's the white pump spell that's better with uh, toxic stuff. It lets you draw a card. And then a bunch of uh junky commons. There's a pest uh pestilent siphoner. There's also an Iker spit basilisk, but man, th- these uncommons are looking pretty good, right? The the red and the white red ones.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I'm all in on the white red deck in the first place. Um, I probably would just take the Spit Baskalisk. It goes the best with what we've gotten already. And there aren't a whole lot of white and green cards in this pack that we want. So that's something I'm nervous about. Maybe taking the red white stuff is probably better, but I don't really like the Vermiridon vector. Mm-hmm. Um, and I but need to see so somebody open. make that work before I am comfortable with it.
1: I did let it expire on the Vermiridon Bladehold War Whip. And here's my reasoning. Uh, if the Vector is open, which I think other people might be low on it, you could get a pretty solid deck. Like, this is a 3-mana 2-2 two, two double strike. Like, that's that's really good, uh, no matter what the format is. Now, in our next pack, there's an Oxida Finisher. That's the 7-mana uh, seven 7-5 seven, affinity for equipment. Kind of silly. Expand the Sphere is another uncommon. That doesn't seem great. There's an Incisor Glider here. I like this one. 2-mana uh, 1-3 Flyer. And if your opponent is Corrupted, uh, when you when it attacks, your stuff gets plus 1, plus 1 until in a turn. But that's just a really good rate, right?
0: Yeah, that seems fine. Um, there's also a titanic growth. Really is Annihilating is nice.
1: But it's the only black card in the pack and the only one we've really seen. I think I'm on the glider
0: here. How about you? I agree. I Yeah, I think glider's the pick. Uh, there's an oil gorger troll in that pack too, but not really something that we want in the white green decks. And mm-hmm. The next pack we're opening, there's necrogen communion. Another Well, another one of those. A necrotitan, which is... Solid in those corrupted decks. Like if you can actually get that on four and have your opponent corrupted, you're you're doing the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. There's some more of this uh, for Mirrodin stuff. A, a few Mirrodin Bardishes going around. There's a Shrapnel Slinger. This one seems pretty solid. Uh, just a little two drop, two mana, two two. When it ETVs, you can sacrifice a creature. Uh, when you do destroy target artifact and opponent controls. There's also a Terramorphic Expanse though. I feel like the slinger or the Terramorphic Expanse are probably the picks here, right? I'm kind of on the Expanse. It's a bit of a messy draft so far. The Expanse just kind
0: of hedges our bets, right? Yeah, I like the Expanse here. This these packs have all felt weird. I think we're supposed to be in black here, but I don't know when we were supposed to get into it. How about now? now We just got past the (laughs) Necrogen Rot Priest, so now we just slam that, and we're we're solidly looking at green black. I think. Could this be an Obzon Toxic deck?
1: I'm could sure be. that vector is very clear. We see Toxic in both uh, black, green, and white. And the Necrogen Rot Priest is just sick. And this means we have one of each of the uh, uncommons. Maybe with yeah. a kind of white, uh, maybe like a splash for white. I don't know. Or, or we could figure this out. But the Rot Priest is there. There's another Incisor Glider. There's a Sinew Dancer. Green and white both seem to be coming. There's a Predation Steward. Um... And thirsting roots, which I guess we could use for more fixing. Maybe try to wield the roots. But Necrogen and rot priest. The fact that five people looked at this card and said no thanks. Uh, we
0: we got to slam the rot priest here. This this said, <laughs> I think uh, we do have to be careful about thinking through pack two because pack two we're not likely to see a ton of black. We've passed so much black to our left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So uh, we've got a paladin of predation here.
1: Can I just do it? a seven out of six seven toxic six? Like this does just kill them, right?
0: Yeah, but I don't think you ever get to 7 mana in this format. Probably not. Another kind of hedge here would
1: be take a Thirsting Roots. There's also a Maze Skull Bomb, which pumps something. 3-3 three, three, until end of turn. I don't know. I think the Roots might just be a pick here. We could come up with some kind of lean obson machine.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't hate the Roots. We're probably going to get one back. We've already seen two of them. but. So next up, we've got a bunch of comments here. We've got Duress, Bone Picker Scourge, Whispers of the Dross. Oh, wow. This seems really late for this, right? I think so. I'm not sure where, how, where to evaluate that card, but it's it's definitely better than where we're seeing it here. Um, I think that's a fine pickup. Yep. Uh, not seen a lot in our
1: colors here. We've got six cards in the pack, and only one of them isn't blue or red. <laughs> so it's a sylvic battle chair. It's the six mana for Myrden. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll want the top end like this. It's really the only thing that we could think to play. I don't know. Maybe the shrapnel slinger, just in case we end up pivoting back into red.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see a world where we ever actually play the battle chair. So, taking something that we may play if we pivot to a different color is probably better. Mm. Maybe we wind up with like a, a huge bomb rare in red. Like
1: maybe we open the red Dominus or something, or maybe the red green Planeswalker. Uh, not a lot of great stuff in this pack either. There's another Badish yeah, th- Furnace Strider. I think I would
0: be on the Furnace Strider here.
1: Yeah, just a top end thing, just in case we open like a big red. Oh, here's some stuff. We got a complete devotion that wield. Uh, as well as total possibility orthodoxy enforcer gold Warden's helm let's just take the complete devotion if we wind up with a, a complete deck well i guess we'll hope for a complete deck no matter what but if we wind up with a toxic deck we'll want some pump spells to go along with our early drops if we can pick them up uh some junk in these last ones an oil gorger troll is gonna be our pickup here we're gonna grab a mazes mantle uh over a lattice uh, I guess I'll take the Lattice Blade Mantis. It's a green card we can play. And a Predation Steward came around. It has a two drop. That's a reasonable rate. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we opened Jor Kadeen, first Gold Warden. Uh, red-white for a 2-2 Trample. And then has a bunch of stuff to do with equipment. Man, dude, we got the Blade Hold War Whip.
0: <sighs> we're so far from that. I don't think we're actually playing White-Red.
1: Yeah, we probably are. There's a Vat of Rebirth here. That seems pretty slow. There's a Necrosquito. good. Yeah, this could be something. It, this one will look to be proliferating, oil-countering things up. There's also a also, Contagious Vorak. This card's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I would probably take the Vorak here, if not for the Necroskito. I think that's close. Um, we don't have a ton of proliferate yet, but there is a lot of it in black and green. I so, think I like
1: the Vorak here, just as like a curve consideration. We only have the 1-3 drop, and we're probably not playing it. It's the War Whip. Yeah, I
0: suppose that's... F-
1: Fair, yeah. Plus, this helps yeah. fix our mana a little bit. Uh, we we might have a messy on deck on our hands. Huh, so we're past the Mercurial Spell Dancer. The person on our left is not in blue. Interesting.
0: So we might be about to get cut. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting cut from both directions, to be honest with you. But uh, there's a lot of good red in this pack. I see the Volt Charge. There's a Hex Gold Slash. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're not really in those colors. Uh, man, maybe we should have just
1: gone deep on uh, equipment here. So in our colors, which we're looking to play green, white. Mm, I don't know. We got an Apostle of Invasion here. That's a 6-mana 4-4 four, four flyer. As long as they're corrupted, we have double... Uh, this thing is double strike. That's a really big flyer, right?
0: Yeah, I still don't know if 6-mana is really where you get in this format. Mm-hmm. There's also the Swooping lookout, which is like a 1-mana one 1-2 one, flying vigilance, which is like, fine, I guess. Uh, I think I I'm not gonna super take excited about it, but...
1: there's a slow bad here uh there is a cinder slash ravager in this pack that's the six mana five five it's the uh vector uncommon for green red hmm
0: does that does that facilitate a uh split into red green then we're seeing a bunch of good red removal go by but i feel like it's too late to make that kind of change yeah we're playing Jun. well there is a basilisk here I, i think i like the basilisk there's
1: also a volt charge dude we don't really have any removal If we're going to get hooked up with red this pack, I don't think we can really... And we we saw it coming last pack, too. Red was pretty solidly open. Slowbad's really
0: off-vector. It's like big artifact sack stuff. I think we got to take this Volt Charge. Maybe, yeah. It's really weird because we don't actually know what our primary color is right now. It feels like it's (laughs) supposed to be green, but in terms of number of cards we have, I don't actually think we know what it is.
1: Yeah, we're we're looking somewhere in like the Jund, somewhere the non-blue something... We're not seeing these early toxic creatures that we would want for this type of uh, deck to really come together. Uh, something a like Troller Dragon Singer. A pack, there is, is yeah. Nice.
0: This would be our first blue card, though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying to take it. I'm just saying that's that's a potential signal. Hmm. So there's a Furnace Rider.
1: Honestly, just Hunter Maze. I, I do think we'll end yeah. up playing green. Uh, we've got the Vorak. We've got the Predation Steer. We've got Thirsting Roots. I think this is going to be a uh, kind of just value green deck. So we've got Resistance Reunited. Man, there is equipment stuff going on. Maybe that, that Jorkadine. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's ridiculous. I just don't like that vector. Mm-hmm. So there's a Furnace Skull Bomb. There's a Mazes Mantle. doesn't look great. Maybe this is just like big red-green beaters. Furnace Skull Bomb to uh, put some oil on stuff. Do we really have a lot that cares about that yet? Not really. Maybe the Lattice yeah, I guess we don't really care about control. the
0: Mandible Justicar just this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think we care um, about any of this stuff. I think I'm just going to grab the Skull Bomb. It cycles itself, you know, like yeah, a bit of a messy draft so far. Ooh, there's a Rebel Salvo. Oh, we got to take this. This thing is a three mana deal five, and that thing loses indestructible in time, until end of turn. There's also a Contained Ah, yeah, uh, we're, we're led on removal, dude. This is looking like red-green is yeah. where we might be supposed to be. Yeah, I think I'm just going to slam the Salvo. Another expand the sphere is not interested. Another rib skiff. Nah, there's a saw blade scamp. There's also a tier next atrocity,
0: which I think this could be pretty cool. 4 4 t- haste toxic three. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. I mean, if if we're going down the route where we're playing one of these uncommons we've got, then it's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But or the maybe rib skiff just the is rib also skiff.
1: good. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're a bit of a mess, right? Maybe we just want like a top end that draws us a card, stabilizes the board a little bit. I'll take the rim skip, see what happens. Maybe we don't have a whole lot to cruise but, it yet,
0: but... <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got a Molten Rebuke that's the 5-mana deal 5 or an equipment. There's Carnivorous Canopy, which is the uh, like broken wings of the set. It does also
0: proliferate, if the thing was small. There's an Unnatural Restoration here. Gets back a permanent. So, the Canopy is actually better in this format than most because it hits artifacts, and there are a lot of artifact creatures, but... We ended up taking the Molten
1: Rebuke. Yeah, I actually was trying to click on that canopy, but this is best of one. So, you know, I guess we're going to be siding it anyway. Six cards left in the pack. There's a thrill of possibility here. I don't know. I'm feeling like leaning into red green, but at this point, oh, there's also prophetic prism. Maybe that's just like a safe early play.
0: Yeah, this uh, draft feels so messy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is not our finest work, I guess. Oh, there's a blazing crescendo here. I like attacking and I like pump spells and I like pump spells to draw me a card.
0: We have like, no, I guess if, unless we're going to end up in red, white, after all that dirtling, we we did re- wield the Cinder slash Ravager. So maybe we just do end up in red, green. Yeah, um, that's uh, four cards left in the pack with a vector uncommon like here. Pretty
1: light on two drops, though. Mm-hmm. Just so something are. to keep in mind. We're going to have to look for ones that put oil on themselves because we have this oil gorger troll. We have these rib skiffs. All right. We'll take a furnace strata that puts oil on itself. It's time to oil up, dude. We, we got to just start finding anything and everything that puts oil on itself. And as if to taunt me, we open a Kemba During, another equipment card that we will not be taking here. Uh, let's I see. guess in we should have been in the equipment deck. I just don't think that deck's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, we might end up splashing white in this deck. We got the Expanse. We have some solid white stuff. Uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. This a it may Deserver. actually be a red
0: splash. Hmm.
1: There's an Against All Odds, there's an Ambulatory Edifice. None of these are looking quite like what we're trying to do. Just kind of an unfortunate open for Chimney Rabble's deck. good. Yeah, there is Chimney Rabble. Uh, the, the one half of it cruises the rib skips pretty nicely.
0: We're pretty heavy on four drops already, but then in white we've got Charge of the Mites and the uh, Planar Disruption. So Maybe we're just supposed to like take to
1: and splash Planar Disruption, dude. Like It's just so good. <laughs> we get past Ria Evor. What is happening? And a, and a char forger. All right. I don't really know what. But I don't really know what's going on. I guess the person to our right is in blue. Like I don't Do I, we take Rhea cultivator Ivor here.
0: It's really strong. Uh, Do we take cultivator here? Oh, there's a Draenor in this pack too. Oh man. Yeah, cultivator really puts the blackout. oil on itself. It does ramp too. It, it doesn't really ramp until turn topping, four, man. but.
1: Yeah, Rustvine Cultivator might be the thing we're trying to do here, unless we just go true meme and try to just slam Rhea Evor and <laughs> splash it. We her. just
0: like we like won't have a deck though.
1: Uh I'll make it work. I'll make it work. We could also just take another planar disruption and splash it.
0: I, All right. I think the cultivator's probably a dis- disciplined pick here.
1: Yeah, I agree. We've got a Zenith Chronicler. Whenever a player casts their first multicoded spell each turn, each other player draws a card. Generic two mana three, one. There's also another oil gorger troll. There's a titanic growth furnace punisher. Oh, this is just a solid three mana, three, three
0: menace. Probably should just take this, right? Yeah, there's not a whole lot else competing for it in this pack. Whispers mm. of the Dross, uh, another Vraska's Fall, Surgical Bay. Not a whole lot else we're too interested okay. in. All right, we're stabilizing. There's a contagious
1: Vorak here. There's a Sawblade Scamp, but I think we could reel something like that. We're still looking for some good two drops. Not seeing any yet. Uh, but we do have things to do on to the prophetic prism. I think I'm liking the Vorak here, right? It's just, yeah. this is just red green mid range at this point. Maybe not the most exciting thing for our first draft. No, like awesome mythic. Ooh, there's an exciting card for this deck. Yeah. Evolving adaptive. Um, I'm a big fan of this one. Pairs really well with our double Vorax and it uh, puts counters on itself. It's oiled up for the cinder slash ravager. I, I wish we could take like three of these and then <laughs> I think I'd be pretty happy with the deck. Uh, let's take the adaptive.
0: Yeah, here's my thought with this format, though. We just got past another Cinder Slash Ravager, which, which is a good sign, too. And there's another Vorak in this pack, which is sad to have to take one over the other. But the thing that I'm worried about is I feel like this is a format where if you don't do something actionable on the board on turn two, you are just way behind. And mm-hmm. we don't really have any two drops, so that's making me a little nervous. I think we're going to wheel either the Predation Steward or the Vorak. I'd like to take the Cinder Slash Ravager
1: here. I think we're, our deck is a little low on power. And like a four mana 5-5, five five, like, ETB ping everything could actually up our power a bit. Uh, we've got yeah, some lower drops. Pretty well. Yeah, we got a ruthless predation here. It's the green fight spell. Uh, this is how you kill Thrun in the format. If anyone was wondering. Yes. <laughs> so I think we're going to take that as Thrun insurance. Sure. Some more lower drops. There's an incubation sack. There's an adaptive spore singer a plague nurse? Wow, green is pretty open. There's another ruthless predation though.
0: I think we might just have to slam that. The, sa- the the incubation sack is pretty good too.
1: Yeah, I feel like it might just be a little slow though. We're really well settled. We on do have a lot drops. of four drops, yeah. Arena <laughs> wants me to take the predation, so I think I will. Uh we're back to our wheel pack. Might be just the chimney rabble here. We've got the tainted observer and the against
0: all odds back. I like the rabble, because again, even if those one ones just don't affect the board, they they crew the skiffs. So that gets right, us at least right. some value out of them.
1: Starting to get down in the dredges of things here. Take a char Forger, maybe, in case I wind up playing Jund. Uh Wheel Titanic Growth and Oil Gorger Troll. Hmm. We're pretty good on high drops. I think I'll take the growth just as like a yeah. just to have a pump spell. Uh, three cards left. Reject imperfection, complete devotion. I'll take a maze dismantle. Guess we're not gonna wheel. Able- oh, we got the maze skull bomb. That's something to cycle in early turns sure and we Probably did wheel the predation steward just as called so uh, that that's actually two on color two drops that we wheeled uh getting last pick so yeah. green was pretty open in the end there it took us a while to find it and now man we've got a mess of a deck building i'm
0: place. actually curious
1: like do we have playables though <laughs> like do we have enough to make a deck oh got yeah. the other oh, yeah. colors So just starting off by cutting all of the, let's start by cutting all the white and black cards, just out of curiosity to see what what happens with our deck. Uh, We do have two copies of Thirsting Roots, so we are actually pretty well set to Splash if we wanted to.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and we have the Cultivator, which will let us, like, you know, get extra Mm -hmm. if we want to double spell off. uh, Plus a
1: Contagious Vorax, which... You know, those, those things are pretty good at digging for lands too. Revealing the top four cards and, and getting a land, then rest on the bottom. That, that's solid. Although, honestly, just looking at our deck, I I don't hate it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's it, a little it weak is, in the early turns, but... It's a little weak early. Uh, we're looking at six cuts at the moment. Um, once we to got rid maybe, of all the extra
1: colors. I think we can cut a creature and then a bunch of non-creature spells.
0: Because besides that, I would, we want stuff with oil. I would probably start with one of the ribs gifts. I don't think we want both of them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe those are a little Because little they've replaced themselves, can... but it, it's essentially a four mana cantrip mm-hmm. if you can't crew it, right? So and we have a couple of vorax. We do have a couple of ways to get creatures on the board early enough to crew it. But crew three is, is tough and I I don't think we want to be tapping our creatures to crew a creature that then also can't block.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to, man. The question is: Are we trying to just kill them as fast as possible, or grind out into the late game a little bit? I don't think we have the
0: the, for lack of a better phrase, the equipment to. Uh, <laughs> to I don't mean equipment. Now in terms you want of the, the card equipment type. deck.
1: Now we not try a, the equipment deck.
0: Not equipment in terms of the card type. I don't think we are. We are equipped to do the aggro thing early in the game we just don't have enough low low like our curve is not low enough and the creatures we have at the lower end of the curve aren't that aggressive
1: mm-hmm. huh. yeah to be honest i don't think we could have wound up in a better deck i, I think we made the correct decisions we didn't know we were going to keep opening like random for mirrored and rares uh and to be honest the ghost cards weren't flowing that much either like some solid red stuff came around but do I think the red white deck would have been that much better than this one? Not, not really. Like we still weren't. And that kind of tells drops.
0: me that that's kind of like what I am getting at. With I don't think that vector is that good. We opened a bunch of rares that care that are good for that vector, and even still, with this sort of random deck, we kind of just scraped together. Feels, and maybe it won't actually play out that way, but it feels like it's on par with what we would have drafted if we did equipment.
1: And to be fair, we did pass like those two rare two drops, so our deck would have looked a little. Better curve-wise if we had them. Um, I think we can start making some top-end cuts here. We don't need five of these things. We can cut a Molten Rebuke. We're pretty solid on removal. Um, We've got a few things. We actually have a three-mana deal five as well. So we have two Furnace Striders and an Oil Gorger. I think I like the five-mana four-five Haste that can then give something else Haste, and it has oil to cheapen the Cinder Slash Ravager. I think we're going to cut the Oil Gorger Troll uh, and then we have three more cuts to make. We have two thirsting roots here. So we could go down to one of those, and I guess we could go down to land if we really wanted
0: to. But. Well, we mm. remember, too, we're playing the. I guess we're not looking to splash anymore either. I don't, yeah, I don't know that so. we care about having the prophetic prism in that case. Yeah, that's true. It's not super useful as a cantrip. Honestly, maybe just cutting that thirsting
1: roots, and then that leaves us with. I don't know, dude. I think we got a deck.
0: Yeah, this actually seems solid, and it, and it turns out after cuts, we have an actual curve. We don't have a ton of creatures on the lower end. Like, in, in the two-drop slot, we've only got three, I think, but... Yeah, yeah. And then we've got two one two one one-drop creatures as well, so it's enough to kind of put something on the board early. Um, any game where we're playing a turn one, evolving adaptive is just going to be phenomenal. Basically, and if we're on the
1: play, I think this deck is pretty good. Uh, if we're in the draw, I think we just lose. <laughs> Uh, Now it depends on the speed of the format and there's ways for this deck to recover. Like there's a few things that can put oil on themselves.
0: Not as many as I would have liked to be honest. Uh, But well, that's part of why I'm actually thinking I'm actually thinking, well, yeah. So, so my, my thought process was that maybe the oil gorge troll is worth keeping because it gains you that life. And that does help stabilize a bit against the decks that aren't trying to kill you with poison counters. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um but, but that the four point, or fives also kind of stabilize because they
1: block it very well, and you know, yeah. And I do like that they can just come in and attack immediately, and then also potentially give something like a Cinder slash Ravage or Haste, right? Like even just yeah. this deck wants to hit exactly five lands. Play a Furnace Strider, next, like give it Haste attack. Next turn, play a Cinder slash Ravage or give it it Haste and attack with that thing too. Like this thing will close the game out very quickly, but we're trading off that we just didn't really get as many two drops as we would have wanted. And then we could have cut these things like the Furnace Striders, right? So I think this is a 17 lander for sure. Uh, and I do like having the Rustvine Cultivator. We have a solid number of cantrips. So let's just run up the curve uh, real quick one last time. We've got Furnace Skull Bomb and Maze Skull Bomb, Evolving Adaptive and Rustvine Cultivator at one. We've got Blazing Crescendo, Shrapnel Slinger, two Predation Stewards, two Ruthless Predation. Wow, we're going to be doing a lot of predating a titanic growth as well there's a furnace punisher at three rebel salvo the deal five volt charge the deal three and two contagious vorax at four we've got chimney rabble lattice blade mantis rib skiff at five we've got two copies of furnace strider six we've got two cinder slash ravagers and then for our lands we're gonna go i think we're looking at uh well honestly just an eight mountain eight forest. Well, we'll take out one uh, for the hunter maze. So it's going to be eight mountains, seven forest hunter maze and a terramorphic expanse. So eight of each colored source and a terramorphic expanse. This is not an exciting deck, but like I'll win a few games with this.
0: Yeah. Where do you put this in terms of like number of wins? Like, where do you think you get four, three? (sighs) Yeah. If I with this, I think I'll be pretty happy, especially because it's the new format. It seems like other
1: people were saying, man, their first drafts are not going too hot. Maybe this is like a bomb intense format, but then again, so was Vow and Vow is one of my favorite formats of all time. So I don't know. We'll see how this one shakes out, but I'll be sure to post my record once I, once I've got it.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening on Spotify, you should be able to just watch the whole draft. So, um, you know, check that out there. If you're not listening on Spotify, we'll have the draft video up on YouTube about a day or so after the episode releases on your podcast platforms of choice. That does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely jump in the discord. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of. All will be one as this format kind of develops. And we, we learn more about how it plays out. Um, What are you finding is working? What are you finding? Isn't working? Let us know, especially from a rare perspective, we don't always get to play with all the rares too early in the format. So love to hear how those perform. And If you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DraftChaffPod. Then you can find us on Twitter at DraftChaffPod as well. Thanks, folks, and we'll catch you next week. Enjoy. All will be one.
1: So those that follow the podcast on Twitter may have spotted a certain poll. Now, I put this poll out because I figured... We should probably get the ball rolling on the discourse around this set early so we can get it over with and actually have fun, (laughs) you know? Uh, I asked about the Eternal Wanderer, which is a good card. I think we all know this just by looking at it. But I asked, relative to their limited formats, how does it compare to Dream Trawler? Now, you listening, I want you to pause for a minute. Think about this. Those that played in Theros Beyond Death, you know that sometimes you would play against Dream Trawler and it got to the point where if my opponent cast it, I would just scoop. Because you really could not beat a resolved Dream Trawler. That there were maybe like some corner cases, some niche ways to do it. If your opponent maybe didn't keep a card up in hand, but really anyone with you know a couple brain cells could win a game if they resolved the Dream Trawler. Right. So here's the question: Is it better than Dream Trawler? Is it the same as Dream Trawler? Or is it worse than Dream Trawler, respective to its format? Uh, Two hundred thirty-one people weighed in, and the answer may surprise you. <laughs>
0: Doctors hate this one trick.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's called paying six mana for a rare. <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's see here. 32% of responders said that this is a worse card than Dream Trawler, that Dream Trawler is the better of the two. Interesting. 23% said that it's about the same as Dream Trawler. And a whopping 45% of responders said that, man, said that this card is better. Than dream trawler
0: respect again respected for can't, the
1: yeah but still that Dr- dream trawler was a scoop on cast type of card like that was not unreasonable at all
0: it, yeah the eternal know. wanderer is not really that and we talked a lot about this in our pre-show so definitely check out the patreon if you want to get into the pre-shows so i won't go into this too far but this isn't eternal water isn't exactly scoop on cast, but it can be.
1: <laughs> yeah. And is it's it very, very
0: flexible. So I think the only reason that it's not, I would say it's not as bad as dream Trawler was, is that there is a ton of planeswalker removal. So even if they get mm. to stabilize, even if they get to get an activation out of it, you likely will have the resources to get rid of it the next turn or two. And, um, if it's sticks around any more than a turn, really, then I'm, I put this basically on par with Dream Trawler, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Thing is, it might be equally demoralizing to play against, but as far as their overall win rates in the format, I, I don't know if it's going to be better than Dream Trawler. I, I want to wait and see how it shakes out.